everybody, and welcome back to the State of Play podcast. I am your host, Martino Puccio. Joined alongside me for this week's episode is Petra Berisha. No Matt Santangelo as we're recording midday. Pet, how you doing? Um, big game for the Gunners today, I believe. It is. I'm not going. I was meant to potentially be going, but we've had the highest COVID cases, like positive cases since the pandemic began, and I'm going home to my parents for for the holidays so i thought probably probably better to probably watch this one at home but i did go to the last game um three nil win um against southampton played pretty well um mm-hmm. so happy with that hopefully a win tonight sees us into fourth for the first time which for, for what feels like ages right yeah i mean listen near the halfway point of the season it's a great spot to be in tons of fixtures coming up um and, you know, I, I just think I think you made definitely big strides as a as a club in the fall, even if you're still not set up to win anything a significance yet. I think it was a major step forward that you at least have the talent and you're getting results with a really young side. I think that's mm. just I think that's just important. Uh, some people get lost to the site of like, oh, no, we need to we need to be like top four consistently already and we need to you know win an FA Cup and all that like that that'll come with time the pure talent on paper is still not there and especially with the striker situation that you have oh, I, yeah. I don't I don't really we're not going to get into that uh, we're going to stick no, no, to the, no, the, the UEFA draw yeah but um of course I just want to say one thing about mm-hmm. Premier League related stuff before we get in the COVID situation in the UK and the Premier League's lack of official policy Mm-hmm. regarding covid games covid cases is absurd so leicester tottenham is apparently going ahead even though leicester have nine positive cases in the camp in the first team and it was rejected their appeal to to kind of postpone it and again this is a biased arsenal fan but it's just kind of very black and white spurs have been allowed to postpone maybe one game brentford united have been able to postpone one game uh, spurs didn't even play in the europa conference league I just, I don't know, like, surely you have, like, a straight-up policy. If you have this many cases or more, you don't play, right? Like, it just mm. seems pretty simple. But the Premier League's refusal to have one is pretty absurd. But we're here to talk about the Champions League. We can talk about that, Aubameyang, in another another episode as well. Because, you know, the mm. Aubameyang thing, that will go on until January. So I, I'm going to be here for it. We can talk about that at some point. Yeah. Um, we also like to mention before we start that we are on the 90 Min Podcast Network. Um, so definitely go and check all of them out because I usually forget to mention it at the start of the pod, but I did not today. So so there we go. Uh, Champions League draw. Shocker, you wait for <laughs> fucked up. Um, over here, we were just talking before the episode started on how I woke up early in the morning for work to do a Twitter spaces around 7 a.m. Eastern, um, which was right before they said they fucked it up and what what happened was at that point we did like a whole space is talking about all the matchups and then lo and behold it did not happen we did not get Messi versus Ronaldo in the in the first knockout round we did not really um get some of the matchups that we wanted Chelsea and Lil stayed which is one of them (laughs) I guess you could say Benfica it depends on who you talk to think they lucked out but I argue they did not um, because of Ajax is is literally been one of the four best clubs in this competition. I would um, not want to play Ajax. Why would Why would you? Why would you? I think they've been they've been better than every. You could argue they've been better than every Premier League club outside of uh, Liverpool. Seriously, and City really. 
Um, yeah, city, depending on City's group. But again, I like, you know, losing to PSG, who people kind of been harsh on is, you know, it, it really depends. I, th- I think I, I wouldn't argue with you on City. It's all subjective. Um, but I know, but Ajax are a top side, right? Like, they, oh, like we, I think they're up there in terms of playing like Inter, Chelsea, United. Like, I think they're at, at maybe Real Madrid. Like, I think they're that good, right? Mm hmm. Uh, but anyway, let's 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 get into it and, and let's think about who we think is going to go through. Okay, so we'll start with Salzburg, Bayern, Bayern. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no doubt about that. Lots just... of lots of goals. Uh, I guess lots of goals. Play. It's going to be like a five-two and a three-one. You know that kind of thing. It's it's the feeder club that Bayern dominates in Bundesliga. <laughs> um, listen, cool to see Aronson play. If you're an American fan. Um, I again yeah, this is just this is just gonna be stat padding galore over really good over to see Ka- Karim Adeyemi as well. Remember he was one yep. of my shouts for already was it breakout star two years ago or, or last year. I don't remember which two one. Guy, it was. I don't know. We discussed so many young top <laughs> players. You would have to go back and look at the laws <laughs> for that. Um We yeah, should I, do that by the way next week. Uh what? For our twenty you know, we should we should record a top ten breakout stars twenty twenty two. It's getting sure. that kind of time, man. The clickbait's gotta come back. Yeah, yeah, we do. We do need that. We used to do player, player of uh, the episode or whatever it was, uh, player profile. That's <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So I think Bayern will win this one handily. I think this is probably the biggest mismatch of of the whole yeah. knockout round. So I see them going through. City Sporting, Sporting's fun. Um, kudos to them for even making it out, regardless yeah. if Holland didn't play or not. The issue was Pet, and you and I have said this forever. Because we watched Dortmund a little bit more closely in the Bundesliga than Matt, because Matt Matt's just there for Louis. That's about it for Bundesliga. <laughs> but I, I I'm mostly kidding. But again, they can't play defense. They're fucking horrendous at it, and it showed. Sporting well deserved, but they're not beating City. I don't. I don't think. I do. I think they can give them a good home match. Sure, but overall, if they have to go, they go back to England. No, I I just don't. I don't really see it. I think this again. One of the more lopsided matchups, uh, but yeah, I think City's winning this handily. To be honest with you, yeah, I I don't see it any other way. Like if you if you think about okay, City won seven nil last night against Leeds, and oh, yeah. uh, they had you know if you think about like the players they had like that didn't play, Jesus, Carl Walker didn't play, Cancelo didn't play, like that squad is very deep and, and they put john stones as right back right correct i think they played a back three but i was need it to, back? I didn't well actually, yeah I, well, see, I didn't actually watch the thing well i watched but so like the thing prior to the game um nbc lined it up as zinchenko as left back and then stones yeah. was right and then diaz and i think laporte was was in there yeah um that's kind of the way they framed it like that's how they lined up i was like wow they're putting stones in there i was like it was fine with me i had over three and a half goals for the match for a bet because I bet Bayern to win by two goals. They won five nothing. And then that was a fucking beat down. Um, yesterday was just a clinic, though. That's, again, that's Leeds. And I think they're really spir- spiraling out of control. You know what I thought about yesterday with that match? Side note on how much shit Santangelo got last year from like multiple <laughs> accounts of people like, oh, 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 what are you shitting on Leeds for, mate? Like, they're, they're fantastic. <laughs> Bielsa's a fucking, he's genius. And it's like, no one's saying like they don't play like fun football it's like they suck they're not yeah. a good team like you could also I, I, play fun and, and also suck. you can say 
Bielsa's a genius and he's a great coach, but, but also admitting that his successes are really limited because of the yeah. manner of which he, he... Like, they are going through Bielsa burnout, right? Like, yeah. it's his, the, yeah. what, third, fourth season in, in charge? Like, yeah. it's Bielsa burnout. That's what it is. And it happens to every single club he, he manages. And look, like, there's a chance that they could be dragged into a relegation scrap. But their next home game is against none other than Arsenal. And what do Arsenal do? They resuscitate teams. When they're on the brink of death, <laughs> are United and Everton... They bring them back to life. But seriously, yeah, like, I, I, again, this is slight tangent. Like, we've, we've had this conversation about Sarri, right? I remember going on a, on a radio show and talking about Maurizio Sarri and mm-hmm. how I thought he was a little bit overrated. And I caught a lot of flack for that being, you know, oh, he just won the Europa League with Chelsea. And, you know, he did really well with Napoli. I was like, yeah, but he, he can do really well and still be overrated. Like, there was this notion that he's come to Chelsea, he'd play Sarri ball and they'd win loads of stuff and, and, and be amazing and have this, you know, uh, legacy and, um, you know, Abramovich wanted someone who, who plays really good football. And I think that coaches that don't, are, aren't really, like... He's a manager that needs time to implement. Yeah, and but, but also, like... one year. My over my overall point is coaches who coach in specific unique ways mm-hmm. often are criticised less than someone in the norm because it's it's harder to compare them right so like I don't know uh, you see it with I don't know Ancelotti right he, there's no he, he plays a four three three he likes like you know pretty uh, direct attacking football on the ball and just to be compact in almost four four two off the ball defensively like that's how he's played for the last like 10 years arguably even going back to like the Milan sides right mm-hmm. and like whether he does well or badly like there's like less or like more criticism of him right when he was at Everton for example mm-hmm. or when he was uh, even at PSG or even at Napoli right um there's more criticism of him because he's done really well in the past but also he plays in a way that is comparable to other coaches whereas a Sarri a Bielsa I think they play in such or they make their teams play in such unique ways that they're maybe not criticized as much they, they sometimes have cult followings from football hipsters but anyway let's let's move on let's yeah about, I was uh, gonna say one. I was like we just went in uh, nosedive on Leeds there to defend St. Angelo um Benfica Ajax uh Ajax I'm sorry Adrian uh, yep. from R- Robona TV. Um, he has a new podcast, apparently. I saw that. He does, yeah, with Manuel Veth and forgive me for forgetting the other person. Um, Good team. But yes, no, awesome. Check that out. Check Adrian out. His channel, Manuel, has been on here before as well as a guest uh, with Santangelo prior to the Ragnick uh, rumors with Milan. So funny how that comes around like yeah. that again. Um, IX is great. I think... Again, I, we discuss this a lot at work. Eric Ten Hag is the guy for the next generation. There's always this, yeah. in, in terms of managers, there's always this thing for me that is, I never like to discredit a manager when they have great success, like the deep run he had with those IX sides. That's great. It's awesome. You lose some of those players, De Jong, De Ligt, Ziyech, all these got really top talents. What you do afterwards and how you retool and get the best out of other groups really determines on how great of a manager slash coach you are. And this is just more evidence. This isn't just a good IX side. This is another dominant fucking side. And again, in today's day and age in football, with a pandemic pet, in a financially starved league, you would like to say, in, in Holland, right? Especially compared to these other juggernauts you have going on. The way they are managed, they manage to retool 
and, and, you know, rebuild and reload as a club is second to none. What they have done here has effectively been one of the most impressive rebuild jobs. Because how many times do we see a team that does really great, makes a deep run that's not in a top five league or one of the biggest clubs in the world like they used to be, right? Ajax definitely was the biggest in the world at one point. The thing is, how do you compete? How do you rebound? We saw Monaco really disappear after, you know, the Mbappe sales and all those things. They, they, They went into an abyss. They're not even getting into the competition. They risked relegation at one point. Ajax... I mean, this is, for, for my money, it's one of the five best run clubs in the world relative to their situation, because it's just absolutely unbelievable. And this manager right here has effectively revived a West Ham flop into one of the best players in the competition where Ronaldo can't even get top goal scorer. Louis has to go toe to toe with him and play matches that don't even matter for them just to be <laughs> on the same pace. It's been amazing to watch them. And to be quite honest with you, I I think he's been the best manager in football this season, and it's not even close. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty amazing um, what they have done up until this point. Um, And uh, it's from the top to the bottom, right? It's not just the coach. It's, you know, Edwin van der Sar. It's Mark Overmars. It's all these guys that know what it's about. They know what Ajax means as a player and now as part of the backroom staff. And I think that teams that are doing that, that have competent people who also know the values of the club, are doing really well, right? If you look, let's let's take Arsenal and Milan, our clubs, for example. Mikel Arteta is maybe not doing the best job in the world, or to some people, he's doing a really good job. Let's forget about him for a second. Edu is doing a decent job. The one that I want to highlight is Per Mertesacker, who's head of the academy. The amount of talent that's coming out the Arsenal Academy is kind of scary. Like, you're looking at, you know, Flo Balagoon. Um, uh, Eddie Nketiah might, is probably going to go for free, but he's, you know, England under-21's top goal scorer ever. You've got Miguel Aziz, Charlie Patino, all these really amazing young kids. And I spoke to a, a under-23 coach the other day, and he was just like, it's just getting better and better. Like, the, the players that are coming through are better and better. And if you look at that, Again, Maldini at Milan, right? You've got someone who's competent, but also understands the values of the club. And, you know, you're seeing that at Chelsea as well. They've got Makalele involved. They've got Peter Cech. So clubs are realizing that's really important. And I think, yeah, Ajax are looking amazing. They you are not even really playing Ryan Gravenberch, who's supposed to be their top talent recently, who you'd think that they just play through thick and thin, no matter what, and then sell him for a big fee. They kind of know now that, well, you know what? Like, we can actually make some runs here, and we could we could get to a Champions League quarterfinal, semifinal. Because we know Martina, when you get to a quarterfinal, it's anyone's competition, right? It's mm-hmm. anyone's competition at that point. And I think as soon as you make it past the last sixteen, it's pretty much anyone's competition. We saw it with Chelsea last season, and look, like if you told me that Ajax would be getting to the semis like pretty comfortably, because I I look at the teams on paper there. And they would give anyone a game apart from like Man City, Liverpool and Bayern. Like they really would. I really think they would. Say that last part again one more time. (laughs) I think they'd give anyone a game apart from Man City, Bayern and Liverpool. You don't think they would give them a game, really? I, I think they'd give anyone. Oh, give anyone a, a game. Well, anyone well a kind, game. Of, kind of the way the way it kind of sounded was like they like yeah. Um, no, and I'm not saying they wouldn't get 
like they'd get battered by those teams. Mm-hmm. I think they would they would be beaten, basically, is what I'm saying. Um, yeah, I, I know I know what you're saying. Like initial thought, like, okay, these these teams are ahead of them. Yeah. I mean, listen, I again, you're right. Any time it gets to the quarterfinals or any round like that, like, listen, it's just it's just getting those difficult paths out of your way. And it's just difficult when you are a team from a country that only has one side that advances yeah. to the next round because it limits your matchups, right? Like if you're a Premier League team or any other team that has multiple uh, teams from your league in this, like it's a huge plus. Like uh, even if Sporting and Benfica can't, can't do too much in terms of, you know, advancing, uh, it, it's, just, it's just limiting your matchups and getting the best thing possible. Um, Chelsea Lil. Um, feel bad for Lil. Uh, she yeah. got him back to back at the same draw. <laughs> Chelsea's ecstatic. Really disappointing that they ended up losing the group, but it worked out for them. I think Lil, with all the rumors going around come January, we might not even see the squad that we see today come in this knockout stage. So it's really difficult to say. For me, it's just Chelsea. I, I don't I don't see how Chelsea end up losing it. I don't think they're foolproof. I don't think they're um, as good as last year's team. They really have performances what they did against Juve at Stanford Bridge. And then it's kind of been shaky on the road um, as, a, as a team. I know they didn't put forward their best 11 together in that last match, but I don't know. I'm not completely convinced of Chelsea. I think Chelsea advanced out of this one, but in, in terms of bigger picture, no, I don't like Chelsea that much. No, I've been saying it for a while that they've been overperforming and I kind of got a bit of hate from it from a lot of people I was like you can't keep scoring penalties like bangers from outside the box and from free kicks it's going to catch up to you it's just the way football works and it might take two-thirds of a season but I don't think this Chelsea side are anywhere near Liverpool and City in the Premier League I don't I think they're kind of in that level with a Real Madrid uh and a Man U more so to be honest with you and an Inter I think they're that kind of level. I don't think they're like how many defenses in Europe are scared by a front three of like an off form Lukaku, Werner and Mason Mount. Not that many. How many are scared by Werner, Ziyech and Callum Hudson-Odoi? Not that many. So like compare that to the firepower that Liverpool, PSG, Real Madrid, Bayern, City and all these teams and United maybe even or Ajax have. I just think you need you need like firepower to get far in the Champions League. And and Chelsea proved last season that maybe you didn't, but they did score more. And I think they scored in a more sustainable way this season. They're scoring a lot of set pieces, a lot of penalties. They're, they're getting quite reliant on that. Um, they've been very lucky in specific Premier League games as well. So I think, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see where that one goes. But I think they'll, they'll get through Lille. Probably the most fun shit matchup of the knockout stages at Letty Man United. Um, I don't like watching any of the football these two teams play, but I love the players that they have. If that makes sense, I hope it does because there is so much offensive talent, but prior, you know, we got to give Ragnick time, but he's only got six months, but you know, what Simeone and what Ole were doing with the amount of talent that they have offensively, could not have been more underwhelming. It was really Ronaldo bails you out, and it was Atleti. I don't, I don't even know how they made it to this point. I'm like truly stunned. They are the worst team that advanced into the knockout rounds based off of 
prove stage performance and you can't convince me otherwise because they were fucking woeful, um, especially relative to their expectations Pat, on paper. Really poor. Ronaldo owns athletic. Like this is the most well-known thing. I don't think there is another player on the planet that owns another top club yeah. like Ronaldo owns Athletic. Like, ser- like seriously. Um, I hope it happens again. Just for the sake of the legacy of this story, I hope Ronaldo batters Atleti. Um, <laughs> because again, United was going to lose to PSG, in my opinion. If PSG fully healthy play United, I, yeah, I don't see that I happening. Um, this one's perfect for them. I think they actually advance. Uh Atleti, I think they're going to keep things tough, but I, I'll be honest with you. Outside of that final match where it was a slugfest, typical Atleti, you know, 10v10 versus Porto, Porto combusting internally, I, 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 I don't see how Atleti do this. They're not turning things around. The league's already gone, in my opinion. They're not winning that. No, I, no chance. But again, we say that, and then they beat <laughs> Liverpool right before COVID shut down. Weird circumstances. The whole situation was odd. Yeah. For me, though, I, I got United in this. I think I've got United as well. I hate going against an athletic team. Like, when they need a win or they need to do something, usually they pull out their ass. But I think the Ronaldo factor is going to be too much for them. I think Atleta haven't been... They haven't been very good defensively, as they were. Like, this, the, the trademark of Simeone's sides has been to be solid defensively. I think Jimenez is probably their best centre-back, has been kind of on and off with injury. Man U, by that time, you'd... I think if you look at their Premier League fixture list, they've got the easiest... And I was saying this to you, Martino, off-air. Like, they have the easiest Premier League run mm-hmm. I've seen ever, right? Like, if you look at that... Everyone, everyone says it. It's like the most insane thing. It's and crazy, then, right? And then fucking uh, Newcastle's December's a fucking nightmare. <laughs> yeah. But go ahead. Um, and... By the time they get to this fixture, they should they should have a lot of confidence in playing under any. And I think there's something yeah. about going away first and you'd bet on this United team scoring. So what you'd want if you're Atleti is to be away first and try and get like a, a nil-nil or 1-1 and mm. then go, go at home to win. Whereas I think this United team... Against Atleti, by that time under Ranić, I think they'll be they'll be scoring more goals, and I think they're going to go away to um, Madrid, and I think they're probably going to score, and that's going to that's going to force Atleti to, to come out and play, and that's when they're not as good. Should so be, I, I've should, got United as well. But should, I like this tie. Yes, should be noted though. Remember, away goals not around anymore. Um, so let that be known. Um, whenever you guys factor this in into these conversations, um. I think this next draw definitely favored Juve. Um, Villarreal um, initially was Sporting against Juve. I think Sporting actually would have won that one. Um, Villarreal, man, listen, they almost choked against Atalanta. They were really not impressive. I don't think they go in and win in Torino. I I genuinely don't, especially with how Juve can play uh, at that level. Um, advancing for Juve and winning first place in their group is just so massive. It's not even funny in considering the yeah. financial situation over there. Everything that they need to do, if Juve can somehow find a way to offload some of the players that they have, um, you know, whether it's an Aaron Ramsey go, would go to a Newcastle, even though the severance that he wants is a full year salary to leave Juve, <laughs> which is hilarious because he's making $7 million net. 
um, Euros, which is one of the highest in all of the league, higher than any Inter midfielder, higher than any Napoli midfielder, Milan midfielder, Atalanta, Lazio, you name it. He gets paid more than them. That's insane, isn't it? Really crazy to think at the end of the day. And this is a guy who never plays unless somehow he gets injected with. Yeah, what what's the water like in what in Wales? Is there something going on over there? Because he always finds a way to play for them, but he doesn't find a way to play for Juve. I'm not going to get bizarre, isn't it? It is. Do you know what? I've watched Juve, and this is basically. They suck. But but also, it's Paolo Dybala FC, and if that guy's not healthy, that's what that's what I was saying. How many times they've got nothing. How many times did I sit on this podcast, Pat, and literally say, I was so fucking dead on about this team, it's not even funny. (laughs) When when did I say prior to the season, time and time again, even last year when they were playing and the year before with Sarri, every single time they ended up winning games and they could win a league like Serie A was because they have the two best match deciders in the league. Cristiano Ronaldo, and when he was healthy, Paulo Dabala. Because there aren't two players that make that sort of significant impact at that time in Serie A than those two did. Now you yeah. could say, like, you know, Barella and, like, maybe some Lattaro. other players with Lattaro. Eh, well, I, I, I don't think so. Maybe with Lukaku, it was a little bit different. They played great together. But again, you're right, though. And the kid can't stay as healthy as no, he used he can't. To be. He's missing matches. Chiesa's had been have been banged up with injuries. They're saying yeah. Locatelli has been missing training today. Again, this is into the future, but they're a lot thinner in areas where you don't want them to be. And when a side is top heavy, you're not having that type of creative play where you're relying on Morata to advance you to the next round. Despite saying all of that, Pet, I still think they get through. I, I think they do, provided Dybala's there. I think take him out the team, though. I don't think there's that much between these two sides. Like, I'm not even joking. Like, I look at the quality of some of the Juve players and, yeah, there, there wouldn't be too much apart. So you take Dybala out of that team, I, I think it's a close match. I think Juve still sneak it, but with Dybala, I think they should win. For me, Juve, like, they've got issues all over the pitch. Like, I mean, if you go from goalkeeper, Chesney looks shaky. He does not look as good as he did when he first came. Mm. Um, a lot of people were like, oh, you know, got him for 16 million from Arsenal, whatever. Bargain. Well, well, that, that was an Allegri thing. They didn't want yeah. Donnarumma, apparently. Who knows? Yeah. Well, which, which is crazy, right? Because, you know, why would you not, whatever the money is, if you have it, like, why would you not want to pay for a guy who's going to be one of the best keepers in the world for the next 10, 15 years, whatever it may be? Anyway, that mm-hmm. seems like a good investment to me anyway. I think we talked about it when he went to PSG, that Juve yeah. grew this. Poorly. Then, then, then you look at Benucci and Chiellini. Again, can they play every game? Can't. Properly... And and I think the look's on the way out, man. Like, do you think uh, so? I He's think, been playing yes, quite a bit yes. recently. He no, well, it's not about the playtime, it's about all the rumors. It's like Chiellini yeah. saying, Oh, if Mino wants to keep him there. We hear the reports this morning on, oh, look, they're considering uh bringing on this uh you know cap limit uh for commission fees on agents, right? Who is uh Matthias Delic's agent, you know, Rayola, who are some of the biggest names linked to moves away this summer. Being a Rayola clients. So for me, you see that happen. And Matt sent me this message of a rumor. Um, and I think it was retweeted by Nisar Kinsella. But the rumor was this. Matthias Delict to Chelsea from Hube. And for me, I think it makes a ton of sense. I think it's actually highly likely because you want to know why? What is Chelsea struggling with at the current moment in time? 
it's it's center backs health and it's also long-term center back situations yeah, because Rudiger all these guys read, are yeah. up rudiger christensen they got to renew tiago silva all these guys relatively not young and they also have the fakayo tomori situation which they let him go who had the more most upside out of the younger center backs that they had right the lick from my sense it's not it's not harmonious over there and and, and for me i i see that sale happening and juve need money where they could reinvest get another center back elsewhere and then, you know, move on from there and reinvest in the midfield. I, I, I see that happening. They still can get a really good price. Yeah. And um, look, there's also rumors of Arthur leaving. Like that's not worked out. Um, you know, the most corrupt deal. It was, uh, <laughs> oh my God. Did you see but, what the fucking rumor was though? Of the, of the latest one, a swap between Lazio. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get the fuck Le- out of here. Rele- relegate them at this point. That's crim- That's criminal. No, the guy still hasn't played or been healthy. His biggest moments have been breaking COVID protocol. But I digress. Um, um, yeah, I, I think they need they need more players all over the pitch. Like I've said it for a while, right? Like mm-hmm. people underrated the amount of goals Ronaldo scored for Juventus when the most creative force in that team was Juan Cuadrado. Like think about how crazy that is. He scored 29 league goals with Cuadrado as the biggest assister. So like you take that player out, like, of course they're going to struggle to score goals. Of course they're going to be, like, more mid-table because you had a guy who scored almost 30 league goals when a right-back was his chief creator, a right-back that's really a right midfielder. I just, like I've been saying it for a while, it's like, um, you know, we said at the start of the season when Juventus mm-hmm. fans were like, oh, we're better off without him. It's like, you're not. <laughs> oh <my laughs> because God. your, your biggest many... move was your biggest move with Arsa. I think we need to move on, though, because I need to go soon, and we haven't even got past I know, this, I know, Juventus. I know. I know, just one, just one thing real quick. I was told, oh, look at the numbers. Ronaldo's holding them back in terms of goal scoring. Good one, guys. Fucking mm, whatever. We practice uh, being kind at work, so I can't do anything. Um, okay. Inter, Liverpool, horrible for Inter. Honestly, terrible. Yeah. Um, the worst team you could have faced, I think. Like and a, a, as a back three playing against that front three is just a bit... Also missing one of the 10 best midfielders in Europe. Um, Barella is going to miss yeah. both legs because of the yeah. suspension throwing a punch. Incredibly stupid. Really surprised Did he get a straight it. red or was it a second yellow? Straight, straight red. Um, because he threw a punch. Yeah, um, so, yeah, gonna, I think I would have slightly looked at this differently if he was playing, but I don't see this happen. Like, yeah. this is this is Liverpool's draw to lose. I think they advance. It sucks for Inter for the first time getting out, but again, don't really care. Um, yeah, and, and if you're Liverpool, you, you knock out a team that you probably don't want to face in the quarters uh, or later in the comp. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, obviously you'd rather have maybe a slightly easier team in the mm-hmm. last 16 but it is what it is and for inter i guess pressure is a bit off because they haven't been this this far for a while so yeah they'll, they'll see it as a bit of a free hit and they're going to be concentrating on the league i think again i've not been a great road team uh, as well um played played good matches against real madrid but they have some issues scoring that liverpool defense is insane you can't really go off of what happened in the milan ties because they didn't even play yeah. van dyke in either of them they played the <laughs> b lineup in, in in the second one so it's insane um yeah so we have both i think the midfield intensity is going to kill like a brozovic cannot glue it's going to be vidal Vidal over two legs yeah so i mean i think it's tough i think it is tough um okay psg real madrid to wrap this up before you do that do you want to have the ad read um before we get yes attention parents and students we have in 
incredible exclusive offer from our friends at ProPrep. This is the perfect study tool for the university students undertaking science, technology, engineering, or maths related modules. It can halve your study time. Remember, I did an engineering degree, so this could have helped me back in the day. ProPrep believes uh, provides bite-sized videos relevant to the module or course, which can be accessed from any device at any time. It already has helped over 500,000 students to pass their exams. They provide customized STEM studies tools that match your syllabus. Long lectures are condensed to short and clear video tutorials. And after the videos, you can go through what you've just learned from interactive exercises and practice questions so you'll be ready. You can even submit questions to the pro prep professors and receive a video answer within 24 hours. ProPrep created a special offer just for our listeners. We need to go is, uh, do is go to their website, which is proprep.uk forward slash football, not soccer, for more information. And our listeners can sign up for a free 30-day trial now. No credit card required. Fantastic. I love the, you know, football, not soccer. Uh, fantastic. <laughs> God, um, this is the hardest one to call, isn't it? Um, it's the, for me, it's the closest one anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I Atleti and Manu so. and this one, I think are probably the closest. Correct. Correct. I agree with you. I agree Maybe with you. Maybe Juve Villarreal, but I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. Agree. Agree on all points, sir. What do you I... have? PSG hosts the first uh, match. Uh, Real Madrid get the return leg. Um, here's my thing. Who is playing for PSG? That's the thing. Yeah. That's, again, I know we have this conversation every single year. If Verratti is in there, fantastic. Really? No, like, fantastic. Like, I don't think Real Madrid beats them. I think, though, if Verratti misses any one of these two, Pat, I don't understand how PSG can com- com- uh, compete with that Real Madrid midfield. It's yeah. in my, I said this yesterday. I think it's the greatest midfield of all time in club football. Yeah, I, I think so. I think it's that and the... That are the Barca Tiki-Taka team. Barca Tiki-Taka team, yeah. I think it's just absurd how good those guys are. Those three are just a joke. The down right? year was a semi-final, Pet. The down year was a semi-final. I know. And this is their competition. And I think the Sergio Ramos return, mm-hmm. the Real Madrid, Messi... So many storylines. Hakimi Saga. being sold from Real Madrid. Yeah. Ancelotti managed both I... sides. Yeah. I think Madrid are going to go through. I really think they're going to beat them. And I think... I actually wouldn't be shocked if PSG got battered. I, I genuinely... I, Some people I, think this. I've seen this, yeah. I, I know it's... I just... Man, I look at Benzema and Vinicius yeah. and they're playing like out of this world. Best duo in football. Like not individuals, but in terms of the, the chemistry, the, the assists and goals numbers, best duo out there. I look at the midfield. I can't get my head around how PSG are going to play that. And also, how do you compete with that three in midfield, but also play they need Messi, to make, Neymar, Bappe? I, I, I've asked this question I just... and proposed this, by the way. If you're PSG come January, do you buy Frank Kessie from Milan? Do you pay up? I don't know. Six six months remaining on that contract. But even then, like, what do you, how do you, how do you stop? Like, okay, if you think about the the Real Madrid fullbacks as well, Mm -hmm. and how high they like to play, but also how compact that team has become, how good they are on the ball, considering you've got Militao and Alaba. It's it's going to be a tough task for PSG. Like I think I, 
you know, when we started the season, we were talking about the best teams in Europe, and I was mm-hmm. like, Real Madrid are probably just below that. I think they're now creeping towards the better side of that pack below the big four or five. And PSG just have not impressed me. That I know they had a great result against City, but let's be honest, that game could have been so different if Bernardo Silva doesn't miss like the, the easiest chance you'll ever see in your life and the goal wasn't cleared off the line. And then, you know, Man City are stretched and then uh, Messi scores because at, 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 at the Etihad, they comfortably beat them, right? And um, I I just can't get my head around the Mbappe, Messi, Neymar front three. It doesn't move off the ball and you can't have passengers in this, in this, in this competition at this level. And I just, defensively anyway, obviously on the ball, you've got three of the top five best players out there. So... I don't know, man. It's. I just think Madrid are gonna. I think Madrid are gonna get through this one. I will tell you this right now. I think the best player, the player that will have the best performance in this matchup, will be Vinny Junior. I think Vinny Junior. There has not been a player that has improved more in European football this season than him. And secondly, this is also why Real Madrid fans are the most spoiled people on the planet, <laughs> is because they wanted to get rid of this kid prior to him even turning twenty-two. Um, because they did call for that. A lot of fans got frustrated with them. And if they don't say that, they're lying to you because they have a track record of treating their players terribly. And that's just a fact, straight up. Gareth Bale, if Gareth Bale did what he did for them for any other club, he'd be a fucking deity. Seriously. Um, I remember he might be be back for that, right? (laughs) Dude, if Gareth Bale... And why wouldn't you want to try that? Why wouldn't you? Because you, the weakest point in Real Madrid at this current moment is what? The right attacking side, no? Would you, would you, would you agree with that? If out of the yeah. whole 11? Yeah, probably. Right? I am going to... Oh, man, I think I just talked myself into Real Madrid, but uh, I don't want to pick against... P- yeah, I, th- I, think, I think Real Madrid, honestly. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with them. It's a there bad matchup it. for there PSG. There we have it, man. So uh, we have it. Madrid, Liverpool, Juve, United, Chelsea, Ajax, City, Bayern. That's what I have. Yeah, we we big, I think we agreed on everything, well. didn't we? Yeah, I think so. Um <laughs> there's a few there's a few there's <laughs> there's a few like, oh, if Dybala's not there, then it might not happen. All right. Well, who would be uh, your favorite to win it before we wrap up as of today? Um, from what I've seen. I think I think it's Liverpool's the favorite, but again, you never know. These they, they, like they, these two teams, uh, like uh, Liverpool City, could meet prior to the final. Yeah. But for me, that's been the best team relative to their group and how well they played. Regard like top to bottom, no one's been better than Liverpool. In my opinion. I, I I think um, I think Man City for me. I, I said this last year, and I was close. <laughs> and then the season before, I said PSG. I think <laughs> so. I've had two finalists in a row. Um, I think that I think that they have Liverpool's number, mm. and I think if they met over two legs, that, that they I I think they would beat Liverpool. Um, at the at Anfield, they absolutely destroyed them. I don't know how. Like if Liverpool didn't have the most informed player in the world at that point, they would. You know, they would have lost that two zip, three zip, whatever it may be. Man City have gone away to Chelsea, decimated them. Um, they this is the kind of period where Pep's team just quietly wins like thirteen in a row. And I think nothing's going to get in their way. Um, this one? What's that? Uh, of this one. Because again, I mean, making back-to-back finals is incredibly difficult. Yeah. 
Yeah. I. So they're doing a I, Liverpool then for yourself, where yeah, they I, lost I think the year I'm, prior and then they win the next. Yeah, I think they're going to come out with that kind of hunger, and I think you know they'll, they'll dispatch Sporting, and then you know, I think you know a Bayern or a Liverpool are the only ones that are going to really trouble them. Um, outside of uh, you know everyone, we know else, what so. happens if Louis didn't get hurt last year. It's a different yeah. comp, you know. Yeah, I know, it I, is. Yeah, PSG clearly lose. Um, yeah, I would agree. I think those those sides. I uh, you know I what just don't you? You I, do, I, I don't want Bayern or Liverpool to win at all. I don't want them tying Milan seven. Can't have that happen. They're both on six. Um, yeah, listen, I I think it's just Liverpool at this point. I, I just think they're fully healthy. And I've said this before, Liverpool has legitimate treble potential. I think two teams in this competition have treble potential. Oh, well, actually three. Yeah, but, but, the, but, three. But, to, but, but the two in the Prem is just far more impressive, right? Oh, yeah. Because um, Bundesliga is a fucking joke. Um, <laughs> I, I, I do think that Bayern... <sighs> yeah, I mean, no, Liverpool. I got to stick with my guns. Um, right. So yeah, that's a, there we have it. We're right. going to be wrong. Every other team's going to win. <laughs> it's it's tough, man. You just never know what these draws and it's so far away. Uh, either way, we're going to wrap up here. Obviously, we're on the 90 Min uh, Podcast Football Network. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at State of Play Pod. You can follow myself on Twitter at Martino Puccio. Go follow Santangelo on Twitter at Matt underscore Santangelo. Obviously, I do a lot of work now with proper football. So at PF 137 PM, have a ton of episodes, interviews. Actual work. People. Actual, actual work, yes. Cola Bikini, who is Isaac on... Um, Ted Lasso, if you if anyone's a fan of Ted Lasso, came on, did an interview with us last week. Great information on how he landed his role within the show. It was really cool, uh, fascinating. Arsenal fan, Pet, by the way, forgot to oh, text yeah. you that. So, wow. so you have that. Um, so go and check that out. Um, Pet, go ahead and uh, plug all your stuff. Uh, at Pet Berisha on Twitter, P-E-T-B-E-R-I-S-H-A. And then I'm on LinkedIn as well. Um, and yeah, got some big things for 2022. So watch out. Yeah, um, definitely crazy um, and appreciate everyone that has liked, subscribed and followed our podcast. We work really hard on this. We're sorry we can't do this every single week, but we're trying to do it as often as we can. Other than that, you guys can listen to some walkie.